before we get into today's episode, I've created a short questionnaire that will help me get to know you better. Those that fill out the questionnaire will get entered into a draw to win an Amazon gift card. So there's a link in the description for the episode. Click it, fill out the questionnaire, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Now for today's episode. This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show and today I'm joined with Karina Layton who is a dental hygienist that's also a TikToker with over two million, maybe two and a half million by now followers. So Karina, thanks for joining me. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So why did you choose TikTok? I imagine you were studying, you wanted to be a hygienist, dentist. (laughs) Why why did TikTok come into it? Uh, So uh, it definitely fell into the realm of the quarantine (laughs) um as with a lot of people um so i initially i I don't know i downloaded it because i started seeing everybody on instagram posting about musically and then and then i was like oh what's that and then by the time like i jumped the boat you know to or jumped to go with it it turned into what is tiktok now and i was i won't lie initially i was looking at it and i was like this is dumb I was like, what is this about? I was like, everyone's doing the exact same thing. But then COVID hit and I, um, yes, I fell, I fell victim to the four hours of just scrolling. And then you're, <laughs> you're committed by that point. Um, so then I just would, I don't know, I would just create videos and I created a video on like how to, like how I whiten my teeth with like at home whitening trays. Um, cause I'm a dental hygienist or I was a student then. And then I would just give, you know, fun facts about your toothbrush, having a little indicator so that you know when to switch it out. And those videos just started to kind of take off in a sense. And, um, you know, come obviously time to graduate. I then moved to Philly, was practicing in Philadelphia. Um, and so then I was making TikToks like actually in the office, getting actual practice and seeing what actually pertains to, um, the real life and I don't know it all just kind of all just kind of fell into place I find it interesting how the specific creators that I've had the chance to interview they do better than the people that are just going to start creating videos and seeing how it goes do you think that's what the success comes down to like you were a hygienist you were sharing tips on how to take care of your teeth and that was what did it or do you think there's more going on Um, So, I mean, I definitely think that, yes, there is definitely more to it. A lot of, I mean, TikTok can be uh, a weird, a weird place, my comment section being one of them. Um, So it's, it definitely felt like, yes, I am a licensed professional, so I can give professional and sound advice based off of actual evidence that I have learned. Um, but then at the end of the day, there's going to be people who are like, oh, I'm going to follow her because, and this is where my comment section, it's not me pat myself on the back, but they're like, oh, she's pretty, she's attractive, all of this and that. And I, um, I believe heavily in ergonomics. And so I have a saddle chair. And so this is always where the questions go. Um, and so that is kind of really what I guess, took off. I was steadily growing my follower base. And then um, people wanted to, they were like, but what is this? They were like, what is this saddle chair? And what is this stool? And I made a video actually describing it and um, call me naive. I had actually no idea um, what like people were asking about it um, because it can kind of sit you in a very, um, I don't want to say provocative, but because it's but it's for ergonomics, but yeah. but people if they don't understand what it's for, they can think that that is what it is. So, um, so I made a video just talking about it, and then that video took off, and I think um, I was like, "Oh my lanta!" I was like, "I had no idea that this is what people were thinking," um, and <laughs> it just I don't know. And then it and then I became known as the girl with the saddle chair, and then I also love to buy scrubs. My scrubs are many different colors. I have every color except black um, because 
why, you know, if I can wear <laughs> teal, turquoise and maroon and hot pink, like <laughs> why would I wear black? So, um, so I would kind of then also anytime scrub colors would come out, people are like, oh my gosh, like she was like every scrubs, like every color. And then I became known as that person. So then it's just like, it slowly progressed, but I still definitely have, I feel like a loyal base of people who originally followed me for my dental content. <laughs> it's something that's quite confusing because I don't know what it's like over there in the States or Alaska, but yeah. we typically see our dentist or hygienist when there's a problem or we have yeah. checkups every six months or 12 months. Yeah. It's not a regular thing where you go in and go oh I have this do you know what it is it's not something we typically do regularly yeah. it's not a regular thing so I guess you fill in a gap in the general yes. population's knowledge base because people don't have a clue or the best you get from your dentist is a exactly mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and you're yes. like what does mm-hmm mean I know it can be so frustrating. That was, that was what was huge. So I've always wanted to be a teacher and, um, I then decided I just didn't really want to do lesson plans. Um, and so now as I've like progressed slowly, like through my career, it's, I definitely want to like go back and be like a clinical instructor, not where, you know, I'm doing lessons plans, teaching lectures, but I just, I love to teach and I love to teach what I'm passionate about. And that is dental hygiene and it's clinical dental hygiene. It's something that is tangible in a sense where same thing with, with patients, every patient that I have, it's, and this is where a lot of times people ask me a a broad question and I'm like, ask your hygienist. Like I can't based off of that question. There's so many different boom, 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 little, little subjects and little maybe answers or whatever it is. But, um, I, just love my job so much that I've been blessed now to have a platform that I can hopefully educate and teach people about because there is definitely a lack of knowledge in like the dental home care like community, but also just we go, I was, I was victim to it. Oh, you have 12 cavities. Okay. We're going to, you know, get you back or whatever it was. And then I'm like, uh, like what, you know, and this is like when I was a kid, like I had no idea what was happening. I didn't know like I, I didn't realize that was an assistant. I didn't like, you just don't know these things. And so now hopefully I'm able to, even with the patients that I actually see, it's like, I sit them down and, and I'm like, okay, why, why are you nervous? Don't just tell me you're nervous. What is it about it? Are you nervous because you hate the sound? Cause if it's the sound, all right, we can, we can fix that. Is it, you don't, you know, um, I mean, just so many different things. So that's where, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's able to kind of poke and prod and hopefully be able to like solve people's little kind of fears and, you know, and I, as you said, bridge the gap between, you know, kind of that knowledge and lack of knowledge. It sounds like because TikTok is mostly shorter videos that you're able to get to a lot of questions in a short space of time. Maybe you can answer all the different nuances because you've got like, 20 seconds to do it or 30 seconds to do it let's say you can get through a lot of questions in that time yeah so yeah it's um there's there's definitely um but see sometimes I I I literally tell people and I'm like this is going to be a long video and it's like a whole three minute video you know and it's and those are usually those are the ones of like dental hygiene students that are like I'm applying for like, I, I did one a few months back and they're like, I'm applying for dental hygiene jobs. Like, what do I need to ask for? And I remember I like, they didn't, they prepared us in school for interviews and things like that. And, you know, know your worth, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I still say that I'm like, you better know your worth. Like you can do a good job, but you have to have the right instruments. You have to have the right practice, different things like that. But it's just, those those questions require more time but I love like the little kind of short ones that people are like what's the best whitening product and I was like you know what any product that's not crazy abrasive so I love you know like and none of this sponsor but I'm like I love Sensodyne I love you know any like mouthwashes things like that something that's not just scraping your teeth you know obviously and I and I tell my patients all the time I'm like I'm like, there are things that are used for tile and those same ingredients, like, should, you know, to clean tile. I was like, it shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be scrubbing your, 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 your teeth <laughs> oh, with all God. of that, you know? Yeah. 
Oh, you hear so, some horror stories, I'm sure, definitely. Oh my goodness, I see some horror stories sometimes too. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. At the end of the day, there's that's what I love about dentistry. It's so innovative that there's usually a solution to whatever problem somebody's having. So I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I imagine it's something that might come easy to you. Have you ever had that kind of curse of knowledge where you're the professional and you start assuming that oh, everyone must know this? It's so straightforward. Like, why does not the whole world understand how this thing works? And then you have to sit back and think, oh, but I'm the mm-hmm. professional. Like, it's my job to know. Yes, I, I feel like that is actually something so yes, I fall, I've, I've definitely fallen kind of into that trap a little bit, but I wouldn't actually say that that is something that like, I really fall victim to because I'm so huge on like education and teaching that my mindset is always in even friends or family. They'll just like, and I mean, I'll maybe be a little more straightforward with them. I'm not going to like, you know, tell them this with a cherry on top and whipped cream. Now I'm just like, here it is to you straight. Like, (laughs) but, but, um, I don't know. I'm always just in that mindset of just kind of figuring out, like, I mean, I saw, I saw kids video and one was a brother. And then there was a three-year-old that was just sitting waiting for his brother to get his teeth cleaned, but he hasn't had his teeth cleaned before. So the mom wanted to bring him back. And so then it was like, you know what? I just, brother was in my chair and I was cleaning his teeth the other one and I'm looking at his little brother in my loops my magnifying glasses I was like are my eyes big like oh my goodness like I can see everything turn my but you know it's it's making it fun and making it an experience rather than a dreaded thing oh my dental appointment (laughs) I don't want to go you know (laughs) but it's actually like making it something enjoyable and I can do that hopefully through education and you know and like teaching them about it but also just this is this is myself just being animated and being real authentic and genuine and being like I promise you like you're gonna be okay I promise like it'll be fine (laughs) I wonder what your creative journey was like I'm a firm believer everyone starts with no followers at somewhere down the line so what was your journey like did you have to change how you created content over the years do you shut off notifications now because it just gets too hectic all the time like what was your journey like from when you started when you thought this musically thing looks a bit more like tiktok it looks a bit weird yeah all the way through to present day yeah so i mean it definitely it so it started um i just would cool things I would just post whatever um and I had one video it was December of 2019 I totally remember it um it got 17.1 million views um over the span of like a few days and this was I mean 2019 like this is fresh TikTok still in, in that sense and um I was actually terrified like I was getting all these followers I got, I got an, an influx of like 150,000 followers for the, from having zero to 150,000. <laughs> I was like, ah, and I, I hadn't attached my Instagram because I was scared. Like my Instagram was, was private, but it was also like just my friends and my family. It, I just, I don't, I, I was, I was actually, I was legitimately scared. Like I opened up my Instagram or I, I, I at least like linked it in my bio. I didn't open it up to private, but I linked it in my bio. And, um, and I think that looking back now based on the journey, I don't want to say that was a mistake because I think that we do everything when we're ready and we're comfortable. I think that I would not have been comfortable back then. I hadn't filtered through where now I've archived posts from when I was younger, different things, things that are just personal. Like I don't need out there for everybody, you know? And, um, but I, I hadn't done that yet. And all of a sudden I just started getting so many follower like requests from people all over the world. And I was like, I was like, what if somebody stalks me? Like, what if this, what if that, you know, like your brain just gets scared. And so I removed then the hyperlink out of my bio for my Instagram. And I just kept myself really hush hush. And so I think that's like I was saying, it's, it isn't a mistake because I wasn't ready, but that's where there's that big gap in 2.4 million on TikTok and like 120,000 on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it definitely. took a lot of time for me to open up my Instagram. I don't know when I did, but it took me a lot of time to just be comfortable with sharing my personal life. Um, because then my videos transitioned. Then, you know, the quarantine happened. I just started doing trends that everybody else was doing, dropping a couple little 
you know, dental things in there. And then it really, I, I moved, I became a licensed dental hygienist after graduating. And I kind of stopped doing the silly kind of crazy videos and actually, or I would do them, but in the dental office and add like little tidbits of information text overlay to them. Um, and then it took like, I had a saddle chair all throughout hygiene school. I have sciatica, so I have like actual back issues. <laughs> and, um, and so that was huge. When I applied for my job, I, you know, I told my manager and I was like, I, I, I need a saddle chair and it's, you have to buy it through a rep. I can't just purchase it on my own. Um, it has to go through like Patterson or Henry Schein, like these bigger companies. And so I was like, you have to order it and either like you order it and you pay for it or you order it and I'll pay for it. Like I'll cut you a check, you know? And, um, and so took nine months. It should, it, it shouldn't take that long, but it took nine months and I finally got my saddle chair. And then, so then like my videos started having that in, in the videos and then people were curious and, um, I was just, everybody is stitching the videos. They're duetting the videos and people are now actually asking me questions. Like then at this point, my Instagram's open. I'm getting so many message requests of like actual like dental questions. Also, you're going to have creeps and people want feet pics and stuff like that, but you're going to like, you know, and different things. And, but then it was like, you know, I started actually realizing that I have built a community um, and hopefully people are comfortable to ask and be vulnerable and, um, with their dental questions, like a lot of times people, I mean, depression's a real thing and it plays a factor in our mouth. It doesn't, you know, it's okay. It happens. Where do we go from there? You know, let's develop a treatment plan. Let's figure that out. Just yeah. getting your foot in the door in the dental office, just to get a treatment plan put together. Even if you don't do anything, that's the first step. That's it. So that's just, I just started noticing that. And then it just, I don't know, it just kind of kept progressing. I definitely then stuck within the dental niche. Um, I didn't really post a lot of lifestyle videos or anything like that. Um, so I would maybe post a video in like regular clothing and people would like, ha ha. They're like, somebody's hacked her account. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, who is this? You know? And, um, and, just turn of life events. I've ended up now moving to, um, I'm now in Savannah, Georgia with my childhood best friend. She's actually sick. So I'm staying with a friend right now. So I like, don't have like my whole setup, whatever. So, um, but, um, but I ended up just moving to Savannah and, um, and it takes a month and a half to get your license processed. So now all, a lot of my videos transition from being in the office to now I'm dressed like this. And, you know, and people are like, Oh my God. Initially it was like, who is this? And now, now people notice me and like both scrubs, but also regular people clothing, you know, and they're like, Oh, like she must be going on a date. Cause she's dressed nice. And I was like, Nope. Um, I'm literally just in actual clothing. Thank yeah, you, normal though. clothes. Like, I appreciate that. <laughs> must be really weird, though, that you get it, like, if you were a teacher, if you're anything that involves the uniform, they associate you with the clothes. It's like, oh, I'm not used to seeing you in, in normal clothes. It was like when, yes. when I used to play basketball many years ago now, like, I don't yeah. play anymore. I had friends that I would not recognize if they had pants on because they've always worn shorts. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it, it really does work that way and it is it freaky does. it's crazy like you pass people in the street and they think i'll see oh, patients yeah yeah i'll see patients i'm like oh hi and they're like <laughs> i was like oh i'm sorry like i've been yeah. i've been only cleaning your teeth the last year and a half like <laughs> i only oh, know everything about you your person. mom your you're grandma your normal. children like <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I can imagine it being a bit of shock for some people, especially if you wear scrubs on your videos and then you have some lifestyle pictures. It must be a bit strange yeah. to then be recognized out on the street, let's say, yeah. in your normal yeah. clothes as well. Like you, you're going around thinking, oh, I'm safe in my scrubs. Like if I wear them, I'm recognized. But if I go out, I'm safe because no one's ever recognized me in normal yeah. clothes before. And now all of a sudden you'll get random strangers thinking, are you that hygienist on TikTok? Oh, damn it. I thought I was safe. In I had it at a gas clothes. station. I had it at a gas station. Um, honestly, though, straight up adorable. It was a family of six. Um, and like, I even, I even posted it on my, on my Instagram, even it was so cute. I was literally, I mean, first off it's early AM, like early in the morning because 
was doing a road trip up to, up to, to go back to Philly. And, um, and I've never been to Bucky's, which I guess here in the South is like, the holy grail of gas stations (laughs) i've never been to one so my friend we're we're going up and and they're like all right uh we're gonna go to bucky's i was like yes bucky's have to go there and i'm just like walking around just taking in all that is bucky's and i and i just i just hear all of a sudden karina and i was like i turned and i looked and it was the mom and she's like she's like ah my kids they knew it was you but they were just too scared and just like embarrassed or whatever like nervous whatever it is and um and so then i'm just there and i'm just i'm just talking to them like i mean i talk to people like all day every day like that's my job and i love to i'm a social butterfly and um i'm just checking out at the counter and then all of a sudden i just two girls run over to me and they're like, would you be in our be real? And I just downloaded be real, which is literally only for my friends because like what I'm doing in that exact moment that the be real goes off is embarrassing. A lot of the times, like I'm just sitting in the car driving, like, uh, like, you know? but these girls are like, would you be in my be real? I was like, yes, I'll be in your be real. That is so cool. And, um, and then I wanted to take a picture with the Bucky's mascot. So I was like, would you be in my picture? And then I, you know, I asked mom, I was like, is it okay if I post this on my Instagram, all this and that. And, um, one of the girls like DM'd me afterwards. She's like, thank you so much. Like that just made our week and all this. And, and that is what it's about. It's, it's, it's not about the bad comments like so if we're talking like progression I don't really look at my comment section anymore I actually took like four days off of TikTok which was fabulous and just I don't have notifications nothing but it's like that's what it's about right there and that is what makes me like keep doing social media is like to be able to you made my week and I'm like honestly you made my week like your positivity, your energy. And just like, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was so cool. And yeah, I was, I was literally smiling like about it for a bit after. And like, I was just like looking at the pictures. I was like, this was so cool. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, but no, it, it definitely happens. It, it's more fun. Like it's kind of funny when it happens like at a bar because people are usually kind of, they're tipsy, they're buzzed or drunk. They're like, you're that girl from TikTok. And it's like kind of aggressive. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> just staring at me oh. and I'm like uh-huh like I'm Karina very nice to meet you um so, <laughs> so yeah so would you batch content now do you just spend a couple of minutes doing a couple of videos at a time how do you currently mm-hmm. do it? I imagine you're a bit too busy to dedicate a full day to creation in a way that some creators might everyone has their own yeah their own yeah. life I used to, um, I used to, yes, kind of do a day like where it was Fridays. Fridays were the days that I would batch content, so that I would have content over the weekend. And then also like if I wasn't able to, if I had a busier day at work and during my lunch, I just had to catch up on notes and I wasn't able to make content and things like that. Um, or I was just too tired. I didn't want to stay late because I would typically come in early or stay late or make content during lunch or things like that. So, um, but because I'm actually temping. So I don't have like a permanent practice that I'm actually working at. I'm just a, I'm kind of like a fill-in hygienist. Your hygienist is sick and then they call a temp. Hey, would you want to work this day? And so that is, that's currently what I'm doing. Just, I just have a couple other things in life going on that it's like, I just can't devote time to a permanent practice. Um, And so I get to kind of make my schedule, but also what that means is that I don't get to, create as much content. So, I mean, truly I'll create content like in my scrubs, just like in the backyard, like, eh, I don't care. And you know, it's just, if I'm in my scrubs, I try to keep it then dental content. If I'm like this and I'll just keep it the regular, like, Oh, this is what I'm doing today. Or I loved golf. So I've now started to post golf videos. I'm kind of just hitting just multiple areas. Um, and I'm finding that I'm happier when I'm just if I want to take four days off, then I just take four days off and I'm happier kind of separating that it's able to allow me to kind of be present right now with friends. Cause I, um, and things like that. And just, yeah, but I don't know, I would say definitely yeah, batching content is usually the way to go, but now I feel like I kind of just create content as I go. Do you find that you have to get to a certain point mentally before you can do everything from post lifestyle videos 
hygiene videos, teeth videos, being yourself, taking a day or a week off if you see fit. Do you think that's a comfort level or do you think that, I mean, it's a bit blunt now really, but do you think you need a certain number of followers before you can do that in a way because the amount of people that try and post content try and be a creator yeah. normally it takes a bit of dedication to the craft does, and you yeah. get better and things like that do you think yeah. that you would do as well let's say if you did all the varied stuff and if you wanted a week off and you took a week off and if you did that from the beginning do you think the results would have been the same how, how do you think about it um I mean I definitely think that it would have been different I don't necessarily know that it's based off of follower count I think it's who are your followers where um I now have a large amount of videos for people to scroll through that my notifications I'm like I'm like what is that video and it's a video from like mid 2020 I'm like I'm like who is scrolling back that deep but also the algorithm could just be putting it out again just getting feelers and then more people are seeing it and then so then that's kind of what's what's funny is because then it's like, I don't even have to create in that, in that realm is that there's so much content already there that it just kind of just keeps, um, going in a sense. But, um, I think that definitely if I don't post my views and the analytics and everything, it takes a hit. And so that is just where it's like, are people wanting to be, full-time content creators. If you are, then you have to be on and create content full-time. If that's what you want to do, it's a job. It truly is. Or do you want to just create content? And so that's where I'm finding that balance between um, what is good for me and things like that. And so that's where Um, yes, I can take the time off, but anybody can, it's just, what are your goals in the end? If my goal in the end is to be a full-time content creator, which, um, it's not, I eventually want to have kids and I don't want to be on TikTok and I don't want to, you know, like in that, in that sense, like I want to, you know, be able to have like a life that I don't have to be sitting on my phone, creating content and sharing it and all this and that. I want to be present in the moment. Um, then then that's, that's where I'm at. But other people, that's what they want to do. They want to, you know, share every ounce of their personal life on it. And that's, and that's fine. And so uh, truly, I think it's just, what is the goal at the end of it all? And then just creating content from, from there, you know, and then just creating like those expectations that followers know that they can click on your page and they're going to see four new videos, you know, things like that. And that's, um, when I was able to, that's what I was doing. And then I moved here and I'm doing more in like the professional space of dental hygiene now, where it's not necessarily just, um, for like consumers or like the patients in a sense, but like I'm going to conferences and things like that. So it's, it's, it's kind of shifted in a, in a way that it's like, I'm not like relying on social media also for income. If, if people are if this is their job and this is their only job, then they have to create a certain amount and they can't take time off in that, in that sense. So, um, I feel very blessed to, I always say I'm a dental hygienist first content creator second. That's always what it is. I'm blessed to have a career to fall back on and that can supplement income in a sense, since I'm not a full-time content creator, I guess, in that, in that realm that I'm able to take time off, but, um, but no, taking time off. Yeah, definitely takes a hit in the, in the analytics and, and all of that. But sometimes you just got to do it. You just have to like, it's yeah. not healthy to sit on social media all day, every day. <laughs> I wonder what your thoughts are on social media. Cause there are a number of people that take time off that have in air quote, a life outside of social media. So it's easier yeah. for them to check out, to not check their phone all the time versus people that don't necessarily have that. I mean, I yeah. don't like don't like saying people don't have a life, yeah. but it becomes something they rely on more so yes. than others. So I'd love to know what your thoughts are on social media in general. What's your yeah. take on it? Do you have like a, a state of the union on social media? And where do you spend your time as, as a creator, as someone that does do it semi-professionally versus professionally? Because yeah. you said you, you have a job as well. Yeah. How do you spend your time on it? Yeah. So, I mean, truly I, I'll spend time like 
just going through videos and things like that. Like I don't really watch TikTok for my own entertainment. I truly, and I, um, and so, I mean, I just, I go on there. I just see what is trending. And it was funny after four days of not being on TikTok, I was like, there's all these new trends. <laughs> I was like, this is overwhelming. Um, which is kind of, yeah, which is, um, cause then it's like my mind shift has to change where I'm like, okay, where I look at videos and I'm, and I read their caption and their text overlay. And I was like, how can I relate that back to dental or to whatever I'm doing? So that's how I, that's how I view, like when I scroll and I'm viewing it with my eyes, that's how I look at videos. Then when it comes to actually my thoughts in a sense, I think, I think social media is great. It's connecting me to my friends back in Alaska, to my, I have family in the Netherlands, my mom's Dutch, you know? So it's like my aunt is in California. And so I get to see what she's doing and she's traveling. You know, I love, I love social media and I love that there's these platforms that people are able and channels, you know, that people are able to go on and share their life for other people, people who are, who are interested. Um, the thing about social media though, is that people are able to either be anonymous or people get that, you know, that commenters courage and, you know, and where they will just roast you. And I'm like, like, I mean, I know my hair is frizzy, but like, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't shower, you know, (laughs) things like that, but it's like, I've been working all day, you know, and, and some people, they, they see that and they're like, oh, she's been working all day. Like, like we applaud you for, then there's, yeah, the passive aggressive ones. We applaud you for coming on social media after a full days of work. I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) You you must get some crazy ones. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's wild. And so, and so that, that's where I'm like the commenters courage like that, that people just have that they would say things that they would never say to your face. And I've only ever had it a few times in my actual DMS that I've actually responded back to people that they don't think that I'm going to see what they said. And I respond back and I was like, I don't know why you would say this to me or to anyone you know, I think, you know, you may just need to take a step back. And, and I've had people then be like, Oh, my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, you know, I, I'm, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. Like, that was very, like, insensitive. And just, but it's, people don't realize that you actually see and that you're actually human. And, you know, they just want to be recognized and noticed by somebody liking their comment that gives them that sense of fulfillment. And, Um, and so that's where I have to take time off and I can't look at my comment section and things like that because it just, as followers increase the troll count, the troll count goes up with it. So, so that's kind of, I guess, roughly kind of where I stand on social media. Like I didn't answer that, I guess, directly, but I think I've answered it pretty well. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where the amount of people that wonder why creators shift their behavior without realizing it's a response to their followers yeah. behavior in a way yeah um and I, I think there's a line where follower responsibility for the creator there needs to be a line where you need to do your best as a follower mm-hmm. like not be negative all the time you can yeah you can, you can criticize some things because that's how we improve you know like that's, yeah. that's how people improve and i think there's a line when look like if you're going to criticize them constantly don't wonder why they're taking time off but there's a Mm -hmm. definite reason if you track back and think well maybe my actions played a part in that yeah well it's also because I'll go and I'll go on like a blocking spree where I won't I won't look at (laughs) oh yeah TikTok now has this wonderful feature you can go into the comment section the little lines at the top you press that and then it opens up Oh, where you can great. select, select <laughs> and I go through the comments. I don't read them. If well, I mean, I read them. And if they're remotely that I'm like, that's rude. I block them. And sometimes I'll like click on the, on the profile. I'm like, who even is this person? No videos, no followers. It's user six, blah, 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 eight, nine, seven, three. Like, I don't know. It could be a robot. That's just set to troll. I have no clue, but, um, but those people might not even be following me. A lot of them don't even follow me. They're just, 
trolls. They're just there just to comment on the next, like, and then after my video, then they swipe and comment on somebody else's probably, you know? And so it's just, I'm, I go, I go on blocking sprees every now and then. It just, it just depends. Like, what am I feeling like today? Do I feel like, do I feel like blocking people? <laughs> um, you know? Because like I said, I try to stay out of my comment section. It is not, it's not healthy. Um, and I've fallen victim to just being like, depressed and just like oh my gosh like nobody likes me and and then I'm like am I creating content for people to like me why am I creating content I'm creating content to educate and to share my life and if people don't like that they can block me and then they never have to see it because I love the comments that are like um they're like oh I don't know why she's still showing up on my page and I literally messaged them back like I comment and I was like I was like, you can block me and then you won't have to see me again. <laughs> you it know, must be but... a bit strange as well. Like when, like in the comment section, you've got to put almost less value on the comments and the followers and things. But then mm -hmm. if you ever wanted to monetize or, you know, have any deeper connection with the audience, you have to value some of them. There, yes. must, there must come a point when you think, you know what, if I don't, do anything else with them as in I don't monetize I don't create any product services a business out of it you name it whatever the, the system yeah. is you need to put some value there which then would make me think well then you start relying on it again and the cycle just continues on it's like a hobby exactly. that becomes a job and you lose the the passion exactly. for it because it's no longer yeah. just a hobby where do you sit on things like that? Have you got a business? Do you just rely on mm -hmm. the the hygiene side, the, the dental side yeah. to be able to fund your life? Like, where do you sit on monetizing? Because so many people would be thinking, oh, if I have the followers, then I can start to do this or I can start to yeah. do that. And then at the same time, we're having a conversation about, look, we've got to be able to navigate this thing, this thing called social media. You've got yeah. to learn how to handle it and how to adjust if you need to, which then would make people ask more questions down the line. Like if I start yeah. to do that, what happens then? How do you think about monetizing your audience and where are you at with it? Yeah. So, um, so I mean, I do, I do monetize, um, on my social media and, um, and so yes, you definitely do have to rely then on your analytics to, you know, that's how companies will base their rates or different things like that, you know, and also just, I, I believe heavily in being worth your wage. Um, and that's always something that my parents have instilled in me since I was, me and my sister were younger is just, you always be worthy of your wage. Um, and so you always go above and beyond, you know, and, um, and so I never want to create an ounce of content that is not worthy of the wage and, and the wage in a sense is just that, that company trusting me with their product to hopefully perform better after I post a video. So, um, I, for myself, I won't promote a product that I don't actually believe in that I wouldn't actually use. Um, so there's a fine line between certain types of toothpaste that I have turned down. I don't, I don't care how much it is. Uh, I would never recommend that to my patient. Why would I, why would I talk about it on social media? And so that's where also I'm just, I also look at it from the professional side, the dental hygienist side, not just the content creator side, but I'm just looking for, you know, income, but I'm actually, people rely on me. And I do, like I said, I, I have that initial, that set followers that now, yes, they've grown and I now have more other people, but like initially people followed me because they trusted me for my, you know, dental, because I'm a dental hygienist. And so I don't want to lose that. And so that's, that's kind of just based off of, and I think that's just based off of just me being just a dental professional is that I just, um, I want to hold that close in a sense so that I can be still trustworthy um and sound advice hopefully if people click my profile but um but in the sense of um in the sense of just like monetization in general um it's there's a lot of like opportunity to to grow and things like that um it's just it just depends on your analytics your views and um and so I try to like, I try not to anymore. Um, I, I, I really, I really didn't, but I had fallen 
once again, victim to just being like, oh my gosh, like I, 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 I have to post my insights have to be this. And they have to be like, like, oh my gosh, I lost followers today and all this. And when I truly stopped looking at my analytics, I became such a happier person. Like my content, like I just, I just, I don't know. I felt like I, I, I wasn't just relying on that. And then like, I'll still get brand deals and things like that, but it's just, it's more for me that that kind of gets rid of that stress. So then if my agent or whoever, they're like, Oh, like, can you send us your most recent insights? I'll send them, you know, like I'll go in and I'll look at them, but if, if somebody wants them, but otherwise I don't really go in um, and, and look at them anymore. Kind of things like that. It must feel a bit strange when I, mean, I guess the increase would always be better than a decrease in your case like if you have to decide whether to block someone or whatever you're always going to come out net positive even if that's the case I don't think you'd ever block millions of people that would hinder how much money you would potentially get from brand deals and things like that so in my head I guess I'm thinking would you ever question blocking someone if it ever came to that if it would affect and I guess the answer would be no because you'd always be net positive in in any case and of course you've got the lack of reliance so that well I'm happy yeah. to do it for my mental health versus that because I've got the, the dental hygienist side of things that's you know more than satisfying you know to yeah, the lifestyle I, that you want. Yeah I definitely um so I I don't have an issue with blocking even if it means that there's there's this so it's very it's very strange for me sometimes because I've I've talked with other like content creators and they're like any publicity is good publicity. I don't believe that. I mean, I, I believe that for them and I believe that for this content creator and other people, but at the like like I said, I'm a dental hygienist first and a content creator second. I wasn't looking to fall into this role. It fell into my lap in a sense where, where I feel very blessed, like I said, to just like be able to create content and have this community. But, um, I don't in a, in a way truly have an issue blocking people. And, um, and at the end of the day, if, um, if somebody doesn't like the content that I create, they don't have to watch it kind of just like we were saying that I don't, I don't look at social media as my form of income. That's, that, that's probably a better way to say what I'm trying to say. And so that changes my mindset where I'm blessed when I get brand deals and things like that, but I just want to educate. So if educating means that this company with their toothbrush that I already like is like, we also want to pay you to talk about toothbrush. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do that, but I, I, I would have done it anyways. And so I don't, um, I don't have an issue um, with like, with really any, anything in the realm of like, oh, I have to make sure that I do this so that I make money and blah, blah, blah. And that's where I'm blessed that I, I have a career. I have my job and I love my job. And people ask, they're like, oh, what if, what if you just lost all your followers? And I was like, I would still go to work tomorrow. Like, (laughs) like, I will still have a job. You know, it's the followers are like I, I'm very appreciative for all of them. And, and you know what, people are like, if your TikTok account just got taken down, blah, blah, blah. I was like, then I would just make another one. I would just make another one, create the same content and bring in, you know, the same type of community. And maybe it'll be a different type of community, you know, who knows? Um, but it's not, I don't, I don't look at my followers like a paycheck in a sense. I, I, I look at it like a sense of community and same exact thing with my patients when they're in my chair. I'm, I don't look at them as a paycheck. Like I get paid hourly, whether they show up or not, I get paid, <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's a, it's a mind shift that I don't know that other content creators have, you know, cause they, it's, it could be their full-time job. You know what I mean? So, um, must be hard yeah, for I those try people, to, though. I try to separate that. It must be hard for those people when you, when you think about the conversation that we're having, which I'm, I'm enjoying by the way. Um, yeah. I think <laughs> it's, it's something that, so many people don't necessarily talk about and it's why I bring it up with every creator because I think everyone has their own their own take on it and I would love to know Karina what your thoughts are on responsibility because you sound like the kind of person that would probably feel a sense of that with the content and with patience and things I guess it depends on your profession so for yourself you probably would anyway because it's it's kind of baked into your job 
yeah or, or how do you think about taking responsibility and being responsible for things like social media content creation that sort of thing it sounds sounds like it's quite high on your on your value list yeah it's um I I want to I feel a sense of responsibility in the in the sense like I said to be recognized on the street what am I being recognized for that is where I want to create content that I'm recognized yeah I can be recognized oh you're the girl with the, with the scrubs you're the saddle chair girl you're the blah 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 this and that but that's what I want to be recognized as. I don't want to be recognized for something. So it's, I feel that sense of responsibility to create content that I'm proud of, you know? And so it's, it's not, it's not losing my morals and my values just because this is trending, you know, different, different things like that. It's um, I, you know, and so that, I, I don't know. So that's just, that's where my sense of responsibility lies is I just, if I'm going to be noticed and recognized, whether it's on social media or in public or things like that, what am I just like, that's, that's the question that I ask myself, what am I being recognized for? And that's just falls into the line of once again, like social media is there. And if it wasn't, I would still be me. And I want to make sure that I'm not allowing social media to change who I am. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's my sense of responsibility that it's like, I do have these followers and people who are, they, they, they are interested in my life for whatever reason, but like, you know, they're, they're, they're interested in what I do or they actually have genuine questions. So then my sense of responsibility is that, all right, I have this platform. I'm going to educate as much as I can. And if one person takes what I say and like, I love the comments, they're like, I bought an electric toothbrush because of you and it's game changing. My hygienist told me my, my gums have been the best. And I, you know, I really started flossing after you showed how to floss. Like it's, it's, it's being vulnerable. It's literally me flossing my hand, like, like (laughs) in front of the camera, showing people (laughs) how to floss, which people might be like, that's weird. Like, like, oh my gosh, like, like, like gross. Like, why would you, but I mean, it's, I, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, I want to educate and teach as many people as I possibly can. And that's where I'm blessed with a platform that I can hopefully do that. So, yeah. I wonder what your thoughts are on growth, because it sounds like at a certain point, there's this critical mass where things just kind of take off. If I cast my mind back previously to what we've been talking about, I don't want to use the word luck or like it just seems to happen overnight, but I'm getting a sneaking suspicion that all the creators that are in the seven figure plus mark with their followers, maybe even eight figures, they do tend to think, well, it did happen gradually over time and I was fortunate not to lose them all as it was growing, that sort of thing. So some people have this critical mass where it takes off completely yeah. like into the millions and that's life changing mm-hmm. overnight and their head just explodes and they don't know what to do with it all the people happens more gradually so I'd love to know what you would put your growth down to yeah. and also if someone else wanted to grow their following what mm-hmm. advice would you have for that I guess it would depend on how it happened for you in a way what the advice would yeah. be but I'm just curious yeah. to know what your thoughts are yeah. So, I mean, growth, like I said, literally it was like within a matter of a couple of days, I had 150,000 followers. Like that was growth overnight. More than after that, it was gradual saddle stool hit growth. <laughs> like gradual again. Um, sorry. I thought I like had to sneeze for a second there, but, um, but um, I, so I would say grand scheme of it all, probably more just, just gradual with just influxes here and there. Um, but I would say, honestly, for anyone just wanting to grow their platform, um, I, I think it's making sure it's something that you're passionate about. So, um, people can feel your energy through videos, even if they're not like in your presence, you know, and so they can feel if you're actually excited to talk to them about what you're talking to them about, you know, and different things like that. And so it's, it's, it's being consistent starting right off the bat. You have to be consistent, um, which kind of goes along with the question that you asked and earlier. And so that's where, um, it's definitely, um, you just have to, I don't know, just post what you're happy about. Don't, don't delete videos because once again, like I said, like I have videos from years ago that are like, I'm getting likes and comments on that. I'm like, I just don't understand why, (laughs) but, um, so it's just, don't delete videos. Don't get discouraged. Just 
keep creating consistent content. Even if you're, you're not breaking 2000 views or whatever it is, you know, or not even getting to 2000 views. It doesn't matter. Just create content that you're happy, you're proud of. And those people who will appreciate that content will follow but both maybe literally and figuratively in a sense, you know? So, um, so that's, I'd say that would be my best advice, um, to growing the platform, but consistency is probably key. What's the future like for you? I imagine you've gone on quite the journey, actually thinking about it, thinking about the, the journey you've gone on so far, but what's next is the plan to stick to the dental hygienist side. Is it having your own practice have yeah. you ever had conversations about what the future's in store for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, ideally I would love to, um, like I, d- I have things right now that I just have to like, kind of that just require my focus, but later down the line, I mean, I would love to, I would love to just like have my own practice as a hygienist in a sense. And, um, and, you know, just hire like dentists and, you know, have a full practice, but I'm just a practice owner. And, um, I probably wouldn't work there. I would just work somewhere else. Um, but still have a practice just so that that is still that like that doctor's practice and this in, in a way, you know, and, and the boss or whoever, whatever isn't there. Like I, I value that, that respect amongst like coworkers, um, that nobody wants to be, well, everyone, I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't do it, but I want like my own practice and I want to just continue growing in like the professional field and speaking engagements and things like that, that hopefully I can, um, continue to, like I said, educate and things like that. If that is more, maybe at that point in time, that might be more dental students or I mean, dental hygiene students, things like that. And just at conferences. But, um, at the end of the day, I love my job so much. So I think that I'll most likely be doing um, dental hygiene probably up until like I literally can't anymore, even if that's like two days a month. Um, But, (laughs) but that's like, that's like, that's like the goal. And then obviously I have like little things here and there. Like I've always wanted my own coffee shop. So I'm going to open up a coffee shop in the future, you know, just a little different kind of tidbits of things that just make me fulfilled and happy. I love to golf. Um, so, I mean, if I can just continue, like go to the masters and just like watch and just like, you know, just different things like that and just continue to just grow honestly as an individual and not, and not being too set on my dreams, my aspirations right now that it hinders me from being in the moment. What hobbies do you have outside of, I mean, you mentioned golf, but we've got golf. What else is there that's not social media or your job and studying that sort of thing what do you do about the side of it all is it golf it's golf that's it (laughs) I don't really I don't really have hobbies golf was actually like I picked up golf like I thought about start like doing golf back in like July and then actually like it's it's a fresh hobby um and then in August I actually started taking lessons um and I absolutely love it, but I, I got it because like I started, I started golfing because I would just be driving around up in like the mountains or just, just, just wherever having nothing to do, but there's golf courses everywhere. And I was like, oh, like man, it'd be really cool if I knew how to golf. And <laughs> then I started golfing and it's like, I love it. I like, I love the game and people might think it's boring and they're like, like, oh my gosh, this is so lame. You know what? That's okay. You are entitled to your own opinion. I love it. So, so no, <laughs> golf is definitely, that's where I've been putting a lot of my time, effort, money, and, you know, whatever, just, you know, continuing to take lessons and going and playing and, um, and yeah. And so I'm, I'm keeping that very, yeah, I would, I would say that's, that's probably my own, my own hobby. I mean, I love to like clean and all of that, but that's not, I don't know. Like there's only so much cleaning and reorganizing you can do before like you're crazy, you know? So yeah, you start like reorganizing the thing that you've just, that you just reorganized. Exactly. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's a dangerous yeah, game, but I'll do it. Like I tell people all the time, they're like, Oh, like my house is such a mess. I was like, I'll come over. I'll come over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh hilarious 
So have you got like friends that you like systematically go to because you know that their house is a little bit messier than you're okay um, with? And you're like, can I come round? Because it's been like that for a while. Um, I've I've only like actually so when I first moved here to Savannah, um, because I'm living with um with my my best friend, um, and her and I since like we were children, like middle school, um, literally. I would go to her house and her mom would be like, Madison, clean your room. And she'd be like, okay. She'd sit on the bed and I would clean her room and like organize, fold all of her clothes, put it in middle school. (laughs) And then like, it just progressed that now who would have guessed we're in our twenties. Like we were in school together in Alaska and now we're in our twenties living in Georgia, like um, living together. And I came over and, and, and I asked her, I was like, is it okay if I like reorganize? She's like, she's like, yeah, like as long as like, it makes sense. And I know where things are. Cause I came into her space. I was like, okay. And I, you know, there were cups in three different cabinets. All the cups should be in the same cabinet, in my opinion, <laughs> you know, it just makes sense. Right. Um, and like you have a coffee maker. So then so then you should have your coffee cups and you should have your coffee and your filters and your flavors all in one cap. Like it should be then and then ever. So, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've happily had the privilege to organize a couple people's places or at least just, I don't know, clean. I just, that's kind of, if I'm like in a bender that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like I just don't feel good or, or whatever it may be. And I'm just, I'm stressed people know because I, I I clean I clean so are you like a under par golfer or were you kind of I don't really care how long <laughs> it takes until I actually put the ball in the, the hole in the ground like how do you yeah play golf? Uh, I'm not that good um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest I'm really not that good at golf um I I am good for having only played for like six months um so that's that's kind of where I would where I would draw the line I've made par a couple times um but other than that it's pretty good huh it's pretty good no well I mean par on like on like one single hole like not like not not like in the whole game in the the whole round ah so it's like (laughs) <laughs> this is the one that I'm going to try and get in. And then hopefully I... Although I it isn't it. even like... I, I look at all of them that I'm like, all right, I'm going to try. And I might maybe do one. So, yeah. My limit's <laughs> crazy golf, personally. Like, I, I look at it and I think, how hard can it be? And I've been to a driving range once, okay? Like, I, I've been and I, I've, I've tried. And yeah. um, I used to play tennis. So my okay. my sort of thing is was tennis and it got easy. It was I used to coach it as well. So a bit of background okay. on me. I used to be a tennis yeah. coach. And golf is too easy physically. As in yeah. it's like I pick it up and I swing it and everyone says to me, you're trying too hard. And I'm like, I can't, I can't dial it down anymore. I, I'm literally I'm letting the club fall and I'm guiding it to the ball that's how I play now I don't hold the club in any grip at all because if I do apparently it's too hard and I need to dial it down and that's what was frustrating in that tennis was more physical high coordination as well yeah I think golf yes I can do it golf is my thing I can figure out golf how hard can it be and I'm thinking It's it's hard because you don't really feel like you're doing anything mm-hmm. it's like a bit like when I when I used to um watch people play tennis and it's that like you're trying too hard I get that with golf yeah and I'm not trying I could probably do better left-handed and I'm right-handed because I'm not as strong with my with my weak hand it's, it's, yeah. it's that it's that kind of thing and it was the yeah. same with cricket it was the same with swimming because I'm a hopeless swimmer and everyone <laughs> says well it's it's more about technique you just got to just got to it's a skill it's not like a sport yeah. and I'm thinking I'm like, I just don't want to drown you yeah. know yeah my, my fear of drowning definitely takes over with swimming um but golf I just get into impatient I'm far too impatient to play golf <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> oh man and I can't figure out why like I'm I'm trying not to try I spend more and more of my yeah. time trying to do nothing and it's yeah. like how, supposed to, how do you like maybe you can tell me because you're reasonably new so maybe you yeah. understand where I'm coming from hmm. how do you aim yeah so 
Yes. So I actually like there was this trick that somebody told me they're like put the put the golf club like obviously it's going to be in front of you but you 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 lay it across your legs like and then where's where's it facing <laughs> but but it's it's all about drawing the line because this is actually one of my very first lessons when I moved to Georgia like my 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 the pro instructor that I had literally he was like look at your target and then draw a line where you see where that target is through the ball now put yourself perpendicular to it. So then your feet now are going to line up right to that line. And then it's all about like making sure you're not and see, this is, this is my issue. I swing back. And then when I come through, I open up too soon instead of coming through uh, and then opening up. Yeah. yeah so that's, yeah. that's my issue. Um, and so that causes when I open up too soon, woo to the right, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like when like the, the aim then, is to swing the same all the time, but then just change how you stand in relation to the ball. Is is that that yes. basically it? So you swing never I changes, like the it. club changes, and where you stand changes in relation to the ball. Yeah. But then your hands and your body and everything. I is won't lie. The same. I don't feel like I'm qualified to give golf advice um, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean I feel like that. That I mean that sounds right. That sounds accurate. Um, yeah, I I definitely don't feel like. Uh, I'm qualified to give advice on golf, um, but it sounds, that sounds accurate. That sounds like it would be. <laughs> I, I do feel like it's too technical a sport to then be told that I'm trying too hard. Is that Honestly, people, well, so, so I think, I think what they mean is that it's like, you just attack it because I have that issue that initially, oh, ouch, I would come back and I'd be like, and I would like, just yeet the thing whether it was the club <laughs> at the ground or the ball but like it wouldn't go very far but it was just aggressive that they're like you just need to like loosen like relax your stance like don't hold it so tight it's just like you just come back and you just go through and it's just it's just it's about tempo yeah so. i i used to teach people when it came to tennis mm -hmm. in order for them to relax you hold the racket with like two fingers and a thumb so you basically hardly hold it yeah and it took me a while to figure out that because when you're good at something you do it more naturally and you don't quite have the mm -hmm. same self-talk as a beginner yeah. when I tried golf bearing in mind when I say golf I mean driving range and I'm fully aware <laughs> that they're not the same thing and yes Every time I try it, this is this is the thing. You probably be like, "Oh, you didn't really actually play golf then. You just tried to hit a ball and couldn't do that." No, right. uh, that's that's been me. Like initially, you just have to make contact with the ball. Like hopefully it's good contact, but like I just want to make contact. You know, at the end of Definitely the day, like I don't want to, I, point, I don't want to dig into the earth. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You sat there or stood there playing golf and you think the grass will go further than the ball at this rate. Like I honestly at I that point, can't yeah. Even, can't even hit the thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you have anything on the horizon? So it's been great, Karina. You've been an amazing guest. Really enjoyed it. So I I hope that we might get transferred around to because this has been amazing. Thanks so much for coming mm -hmm. on. What yeah. else? is there in the future because it seems that you've got a lot going on you've got a lot yeah. that you're you're yeah. working on do you plan on taking the influencer thing for want of a better expression mm -hmm. anywhere other than I'm just going to keep doing what I enjoy and then if something comes along I'll think about it or do you actually yeah. have a plan with it um my I mean my plan is just kind of based off of my goals it's just looking at at the end what's what's the end game that I want and then how do I get there um and so just knowing that I want to continue to grow in the professional space that's that's this that's you know it's it's coming on it's talking to people it's um it's just getting out there and just continuously just educating and talking and then just seeing where that goes so so yeah that's kind of that's kind of it before we kind of round things off, I'd be curious yeah. as to what your top three or five, depending on, because I know nothing about this, what okay. would be your top three to five things that people can do for their teeth? So, no, we started off with dental hygiene and we're going to finish with dental hygiene. Right, I love so it. What kind of it. things would you say to people? Look, if you don't do this, you're making my job as a hygienist a lot harder. 
number one, get an electric toothbrush, something rechargeable, not battery operated. Okay. Um, uh, so that's number one. Number two, um, the angulation of how you are using said toothbrush um, is very, very important. If it's a round brush head, it has to be rolled individually around every tooth. It's very technique sensitive. If it's shaped like a regular toothbrush, it's a 45 degree angle and it's like a bobble and a drag motion. So you can literally look up 45 degree brushing technique and then it's there. The toothbrush does the work for you. Don't brush back and forth with it. Hold it in whatever technique you're supposed to use and then just do that technique. Um, and then three, just be consistent with your cleanings. If your hygienist recommends to go in more often, go in more often. You might have a copay, at least here in America, we have copays in the sense that if like insurance doesn't only covers two cleanings a year and I say you, you should come back again, like every four months instead of every six, then you might just have like a $55 copay, pay it. Because if I'm recommending it, it's because you need it, you know? And it's not necessarily, I mean, it doesn't necessarily make my or easier in a, in a sense, um, but you just have disease and gingivitis and things like that, that we're trying to tackle and we can't tackle the bacteria if the bacteria is overwhelming, you know, is, is, is too much for them, you know? And so it's just getting them in more often then also allows me to continue to teach, you know? So, so there's my three. So Karina, aside from TikTok, although you have the chance to share that as well, how can people find out more about you and your world and connect with you? Yeah. Um, I mean, TikTok and Instagram, I try to make it easy. It's Karina underscore 907. So it's pretty, pretty straightforward. That's pretty much it where I'm at. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Those that are listening, feel free to subscribe, share the show, tell others, and also leave a review wherever you are listening in to your podcasts. Karina, thanks so much for joining me. And I look forward to keeping in touch. Of course. All right. Thanks, Michael. Bye.